What's up, fellas? Welcome back to the Scoop and Score podcast with Nick and Rick. I'm your host, Rick, coming off an interesting week in the NFL. A good week for me, my Cowboys and Dolphins both won. Dallas secured a playoff spot. Miami jumped into a playoff spot. But Nick, not not a good week in Ravens land again for you. No, we're uh, we're we're out of the playoff picture, and I think the worst part about it is that we don't control our own destiny anymore. Um, if all the teams that we're like kind of tied with end up winning all their games, then we won't make it, um, and we have to win out as well against the Rams and against the Steelers. So, um, yeah, I need, yeah. Uh, need a little bit of luck to uh, to come through for us. So we'll have to we'll have to see. Uh, Lamar practiced a lot today. Of, a lot of luck, I think. A lot of luck. Yeah, Lamar practiced today, but apparently he had a very obvious limp on that ankle injury, so I'm not super optimistic. Uh, but Tyler Huntley should come off the COVID list, which is good. Uh, I'd trust Tyler Huntley over uh, Josh Johnson, uh, as we saw last week. Yeah, we also saw Joe motherfucking Burrow. Oh my who god! Literally owns your franchise. Like no. it's literally. I'm I'm surprised the Wikipedia page hasn't been changed to the Baltimore Ravens owner being Joe Burrow. No, 525 yards and four touchdowns. Like how? How? You're how playing you against our eighth, eighth string defensive backs. That's who you're playing uh, against. Like, so what about on. the 416 yards and three touchdowns you put together in week seven when you had your first string defense in? Uh, yeah, never mind. Yeah, yeah. Not over 900 yards and seven touchdowns in two games. Like, wow. It's, yeah. uh, yeah, couldn't be any of my franchises, but uh, yeah, tough look for you guys. I guess there's always next year. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, Josh Johnson was just not it this week. I was watching the highlights of that today and, um, no. Yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised. I'm surprised he's still even in a league. Um, bro had a he had a tough day. Had a tough day, I'm not gonna lie. And yeah, I mean, your secondary was just absolutely awful. T. Higgins just absolutely obliterated you guys. I mean, I think what he had 194 yards and two touchdowns. So um, yeah, I mean, it's yeah looking like a go next for you guys. But um, yeah, if you, I guess if you do win out, you do have a chance. But I do not see you guys beating me and beating the. Rams this week I think Matt Stafford and Cooper Cup must just be absolutely raring to go yeah. looking at you know some of the names that you got back there trying to defend them yeah I mean we got a bunch of guys off the COVID list Chuck Clark's back we got a bunch of our defensive guys back but yeah um, I'm not super optimistic on this game I mean obviously it's football and anything can happen but yeah I'm not uh, I'm not super optimistic that we uh, we win this game yeah, it's looking like, um, yeah, you're going to be kind of in a tough fight to win that division. It's looking like to me the Bengals probably win that division. Mm-hmm. Just, I mean, they, they do have a tough matchup against the Chiefs this week, which could, you know, obviously I think you'll be cheering for the Chiefs. Um, Fucking right. But then they roll and take the take on the Browns, and I'm pretty sure they'll probably win that game. But, uh, yeah, definitely something to monitor. But, yeah, it looks like surprisingly, I mean, I, I definitely don't think we predicted this at the start of the season, but the Bengals might be AFC North champs. Uh, yeah, no, it's like, it's, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, this year's just been so wonky. Uh, I feel like there's been so many upsets across the league this year. Uh, no, I think we had, I think you and I both had the Bengals, uh, at the bottom of the division. The Bengals are Steelers at the bottom of this yep. division. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, I, uh, it's just been a crazy year. And I mean, that AFC North is still open. I mean, realistically, any of those teams can win it. 
But uh, yeah, no, it's it's not looking too hot for uh, for the boys in purple there. No, not at all. But uh, yeah, I mean, the Chiefs have kind of wrestled control. I mean, they're they're going to win. Uh, you know, if not, they I think they've already actually won the AFC West. Looks like the Bills are in pretty good position, which we didn't say that a couple weeks ago. But the Bills, you know, they beat the Patriots this week. They're in pretty good position to win out there. I mean, they've got the Jets and the Falcons. So, yeah. I mean, barring kind of, you know, a disaster there, it looks like the Bills <laughs> win in that division. You got the Patriots right with them at 9-6. and six, And then my Dolphins sitting at 8-7. and seven. seven games in a row. And, I mean, like, I don't care who you beat. It's seven games in the NFL. We've seen, we've said this all year. Anyone can win on any given Sunday, yeah. and to string together seven in a row. I mean, you know, obviously I'm very biased, but what a streak we're on! What an absolute fucking heater we're on! Another great win against the Saints. I mean, eight sacks. I mean, yeah, just, defense. our defense is playing. Yeah, the defense is a fucking problem for anyone. I don't care who you are. And I'm excited for us to get some revenge on fucking Ryan Tannehill. I mean, fuck that guy. He was absolutely awful when he was a Dolphin. He's kind of, you know, revitalized his career with the Titans. And we're going <laughs> against him this week. And it's actually, you know, for the Titans, they're 10-5. and five. The Colts are right behind them at 9-6. and six. So it's a must-win game for both of us. So I think mm. it's going to be a really good game. I'm quite excited for it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Patriots have a chance in that division, too. I mean, they got the Jags this week, which should be a pretty easy one. Um, and then they get the Dolphins at, uh, that last week of the year. Uh, that Dolphins game will be, uh, I think that'll be a really good game to watch uh, coming next yeah. week. Uh, but yeah, I mean. Some playoff implications too. Which huge. Is always, you know, it always always helps. Huge. I wonder if that game actually gets flexed uh, later. Uh, I just want to see what time it's at. Yeah, right now it's at 1 o'clock. Um, yeah, wouldn't be surprised, I think, depending on the results of this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know the Ravens game got flexed forward because uh, that game is, uh, isn't going to be very good. The Ra- This game... Uh, this week against the Rams, so yeah, they flex this one forward. Um, but yeah, I know. I mean, uh, yeah, it's it's open, man, and and it's good to see uh, the Dolphins are actually the first team in the NFL history to uh, have a seven game losing streak and a seven game winning streak in the same season. Right. So I mean, if that's been, not the most Dolphins thing you've ever year. heard, yeah. Yeah, it's it's definitely been a roller coaster year. I mean, honestly, like, you know, two months ago, I was like, wow, we traded away our first round pick to the Eagles. I was like, holy shit, they're going to get, like, you know, a second overall pick. And all of a sudden now, you know, if we went out, we're in the playoffs. We're in a playoff spot right now. So yeah. definitely, I mean, crazy to see. Two has been, you know, as many people hate on him, as many people, you know, love to shit on him. The guy is incredibly accurate. He's shown a lot of, you know, kind of growth this year. So I'm definitely excited about this team moving forward. I mean, I knew our defense was going to be great this year. It has been. And I think, you know, if we can go into free agency, you know, sign some weapons, hey, I'd love to see Devontae Adams come over. We have the most cap space in the NFL. So, you know, <laughs> if I'm the Dolphins, I'm throwing $30 million a fucking year at Devontae Adams. No state income tax. You know, let's go. Let's run this shit up. So, no way. We need to be, man, we no hear a way. lot of people saying the same stuff. So, you know, it's why would you not want to play on Miami? You got a good team. You just need to fix, you know, some of the defensive problems, and this is a team that could, you know, cause a lot of problems. See so, what I, mean, I think is going to uh, what I think is going to happen is I think that Aaron Rodgers is going to go back to the Packers. Um, I think they're going to give him the money they want. Uh, he's obviously been playing well. He's got a really good team in front of him. Um, and then I think when Aaron Rodgers goes back to the Packers, Devontae Adams will also go back to the Packers, um, especially if they make a super if they win the Super Bowl this year, like they've like they're on pace to. I mean. I think the Packers are are pretty good. Have a pretty good shot at winning the Super Bowl this year, um, and if they do, I think that they both stick around uh, in Green Bay. Yeah, I mean that's that's kind of crazy because the Cowboys are winning the Super Bowl. But um, anyways, <laughs> uh, 
I mean, oh, teach their God. own. I actually don't think either of them is going to be back in Green Bay next year. Really? I think Aaron Rodgers is playing his last season out. Yeah, I honestly, I wouldn't be surprised to see them team up somewhere. Like, imagine, you know, I could see, I don't know, like somewhere like a San Francisco, like that sort of, you know, kind of team. They're not going to go um, to San Francisco. The, the 49ers just drafted yeah. Trey Lance. I, I know not exactly San Francisco, but, you know, that sort of team, like a warm weather, like, you know, younger team that has a lot of potential. I can definitely see that happening. I, I don't see Aaron Rodgers going back after all this, you know, kind of controversy they had at the beginning of the year. I don't see him going back to Green Bay. I see them kind of riding this out. And especially if they don't win a Super Bowl, I see you know both of them going to a team that can win a Super Bowl. And I mean, realistically, if you're the Miami Dolphins and you have Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams that want to come to your team, how do you say no to that? Yeah, yeah. Like absolutely. you just you don't like regardless of two, you trade two away for you know like whatever. But how do you say no to that if you've got two of arguably you know the best players at the position in the NFL history? I I would say Devontae Adams is the best wide receiver in the NFL right now. I can't. Yeah. Maybe Tyree Kill. Maybe Tyree Kill. Honestly, I I don't think Tyree Kill is better. I honestly like. I yeah. I mean, you you could argue that, I guess. But um, to me, Devonte Adams is clear as the number one wide receiver in the NFL. Aaron Rodgers. I mean, realistically, probably the odds-on favorite to win MVP right now. So as that, you could say he's the best quarterback in the NFL right now. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Two fucking goats. If they're saying, "Hey, let's go team up in Miami." I mean, fuck, if I'm the Miami Dolphins, I'm saying, how much do you want? I'll back up the fucking Brinks truck and let's get to business. <laughs> but, um, yeah, definitely be interesting to see. But I do think that uh, Rodgers has probably played his last game. Um, on another kind of sadder note, I just want to say, uh, you know, uh, rest in peace, John Madden. Obviously, everyone, you know, knows John Madden. That's kind of, you know, we don't really have to go into that too much. But, yeah, uh, yeah I mean, he tragically passed away yesterday and yeah i mean hey we all grew up playing matt like you know madden's been you know, a big part of i know both of our lives yeah, we still play and, it now uh, john yeah fuck we still play it now like but uh yeah i mean when i was a kid like, i used to i played that one when i played college like madden was like my game yeah so i mean yeah definitely sad to see you guys an absolute legend um yeah rest in peace yeah yeah tough i mean yeah absolutely it's an iconic franchise right i mean uh i saw pictures of yeah. like all the covers like I remember like Sean Alexander and Brett Favre yeah. on the covers and stuff yeah. like that, right? So it's, uh, yeah, it's uh, that's tough. That's a tough one. Uh, I know it was unexpected. He was eighty-five years old, but uh, yeah, tough. Yeah, big loss to the football world. Yeah, definitely. But um, yeah, I mean, hey, um, last week, I mean, Nick, how are our picks? I, I don't think they were they were terrible. Well, I don't think they were great. I think we we're kind of average. Yeah. So I had ten right. You had eleven right. Um, we both had the Packers rate, Bengals rate, Falcons rate, Eagles rate. We got the Jags wrong. Um, I mean, who would have thought uh, the Jets would beat the Jags? But that was kind of one of those games. Did we you, both... Speaking of the Jets, did you see that scramble by Zach Wilson? Yeah. That, like, 60-yard team. Yeah, that's crazy, man. <laughs> like, fucking guy. Four rushes, 91 yards, and a teddy. Like, what a style. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and then the Chargers, uh, Chargers lost to Houston. Oh my god! Probably made Vegas so much money, and they fucked a couple of my parlays. Uh, Patriots yeah. lost to the Bills. Yeah. Uh, Seahawks lost to the Bears on that uh, two point play to win. Yeah. Um, yeah. I had the Rams beating the Vikings, which I got, and you got wrong. Uh, we both had the Raiders. We both had the Chiefs. We both had the Cowboys, and we both had the Dolphins. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I mean, overall, you had eleven, right? I had ten. 
Um, and on the season, puts me at uh, 65%, you at 63%. you are uh, three picks nice. behind me with two weeks to go. Well, hey, I'll take that. We're, we're, we got one back on you. But, yeah, let's talk about the Chargers for a second. I mean, this Chargers – like the Chargers are just – they're just the Chargers. Yeah. I don't really know what else to say about they them. Like, they're just the Chargers. The Chargers yeah. They just – they started off so well. And then, like, they absolutely spanked the fucking Bengals, like, a, few, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. They demolished the Giants, which, of course, everyone's doing. They kept it real close against the fucking Chiefs. And then they go in there and just lay an absolute stinker against the fucking Texans. Davis yeah. Mills, 254 yards, two teddies. Rex Burkhead ran for 149 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah. Like, what? I mean, I like, mean Justin Jackson, 11 carries, 64 yards, two tutties, eight catches, 98 yards. And, uh, and then, yeah, like, what? What? Some of these, like, man, this is like, this is just true across like all sports right now. But you're having the most random people putting up these crazy stat lines and these just like fucking random ass results. Yeah. Like COVID has just done a number on professional sports. It's making it almost impossible to bet because you just honestly never you do have no idea who's gonna be in, you know, who's gonna like so I'm trying to put in bets like right now to take advantage of like lines, but I'm like, what's even the point? Because realistically, you know that like ten to fifteen guys are testing positive for COVID before Sunday, they're not even gonna play. Mm-hmm. Like it's just it's making it an absolute nightmare to bet. Absolutely, you got to wait. You got to hold off till the very last minute. Basically, like Saturdays, Sunday mornings is when you got to start throwing your bets in and stuff because you just never know, right? You never know who's going to play. Um, yeah, I mean they've obviously exactly. they changed the rule now, so it's only uh, five day isolation if you test positive, regardless of your vaccination status. Mm-hmm. So I think guys like Cole Beasley's coming off the list. I know he's unvaccinated. Oh god, um, yeah, yeah. So there's some guys coming. A lot of guys coming off the list, I believe. Uh, moving forward but yeah i mean you just never know right you you really just never know who's going to be there on whatever day right yeah exactly and i mean yeah look like yeah last week i think the uh the charges were definitely missing eckler i mean obviously justin jackson had a great stat line but i think for sure they were missing kind of you know um that just that you know eckler's just a different breed right like obviously i mean jackson went for over 150 yards but yeah eckler's just a different guy keenan allen was super quiet as well yeah only four catches for 35 yards so and i mean some guy named jason moore who i'm not gonna lie i've never heard of this man in my entire life had three catches for 56 yards yeah who the fuck is this guy i mean he played at the university of finley like what even is that i don't think that's a real place i mean speaking of people we don't Um, know uh, ian book on monday night Oh, well, we know him now. We know these fucking shit. Oh, my God. he I feel bad for him, man. That O-line, like, that was a disservice to O-lines across the world. He got he had no time to throw. He had no time to do anything. And, yeah, I mean, the Dolphins' defense is confusing enough for, like, veteran quarterbacks just because of, like, the weird-ass coverages that they play. They disguise a lot of stuff. They do, like, stunts, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. He looked like he had never played football but a day in his life before. Yeah. Like, there was just, yeah, I felt bad for him, honestly, about like, the second quarter. I was like, Jesus Christ, get this poor man off the field. I mean, crazy stat line. Uh, Notre Dame quarterbacks are have lost their last 24 starts. I saw that. Like, I saw that. That's, it, I think it, the last one was Brady Quinn or something. In the yeah. Browns. <laughs> like, if, if you're a GM, are you, like, shying away from picking a Notre Dame quarterback? Like, this guy look. This guy could look awesome. Unreal talent. Are you shying away just because of that stat line a little bit? 
I mean, yeah. I mean, the thing is, I, I don't think Notre Dame is like really a school that's like well known for their quarterbacks. Like, I think the last like really good one, like, sorry, like Brady Quinn was really good when he was there, but like Jimmy Clausen was like a Notre Dame quarterback. And, like, yeah. he was a complete bust in the NFL. I mean, Ian Book, I don't even remember. Um, I don't even remember where he was taken. I don't think he was taken super duper high. I think he was taken like the fourth round or something, right? So like, yeah. he's not supposed to be, you know, like a starter. Like you're not taking the quarterback in the fourth round realistically that you're playing on starting. And I mean, he was like, what, like fourth string? Like you got like Winston, yeah. Hill, Simeon. Like this guy's not even supposed to see the field. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're not planning on this I, guy touching the field at all. Yeah. Not at all. And I do believe that the Saints made a, made a call out to both, I think, Philip Rivers and Drew Brees. Yeah. Yeah, I might be mistaken on the Philip Rivers no, one, but I, heard I know that for too. sure they reached out to Breeze. Yeah, and Breeze tried to throw, uh, but he just said that his arm, well, you know, wasn't where it needed to be in order to play a game, which is totally fair. He's been off for you know quite a while, but yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, you know, COVID, I would have loved man. it. COVID injuries. I would have loved. Yeah. I would have loved to see one of those guys step in, step back in, and and take over a game. I think that would have been awesome, right? Big time. I honestly, I feel like Breeze probably could have still played and played at a better level than Book played. Yeah. But I mean, you know, for a guy like Breeze who's had his history, of course, you don't want to just come back for one game and, you know, like be fit. So I totally get that. But I think the Colts are also reaching out to Phillip Rivers right now because Carson Wentz will not be playing because he's unvaccinated. Yeah. Uh, he won't be playing against the Raiders on uh, Sunday. So they're right now they're starting uh, Sam Ellinger, the rookie out of Texas. Oh, God. But, um, yeah, so I think the Colts are in trouble this week, definitely, with uh, that quarterback situation kind of up in there. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, like, looking at the draft, I mean, we kind of talked about drafting out of Notre Dame, but I mean, the Jets and the Giants are in awesome situations right now. Uh, the Giants have picked yeah. five and eight, and the Jets have seven and four. Um, yeah. And uh, it's actually funny because the Giants' eighth pick is the Chicago Bears. So it's kind of like, I was talking to uh, Simone about this. I was like, what do you do if you're the Giants? Like, if the Giants win, obviously their pick will move up likely. So that eight would go, or sorry, their uh, their number five pick would go higher um, and their number eight pick would move lower. Or do you intentionally kind of try and lose the game so your eighth pick gets higher? Uh, or your eighth pick, yeah, your eighth pick goes higher and your fifth pick goes mm-hmm. lower. So maybe you sneak down to four or three. Like, what, what do you do in that situation? I mean... From well, from the product that they're putting out on the field, it's pretty clear the Giants are thrown in the towel on the season. Yeah, I mean, you know, they've just been absolute shit. They've scored double digit points, I think, twice in the last four games, and they only scored ten against the Eagles, and one was a garbage time teddy. Like, they're throwing out Jake Fromm and Mike Glenn out there at quarterback. Yeah. They're not actually trying, right? Like, they're they're not. You know, well, I mean, Daniel Jones they're, is they're hurt, taking. though, right? Daniel Jones is hurt. Totally. Yeah, I get it. I get it. But, you know, I think the Giants, you know, they, they've seen the writing on the wall. They know that nothing's happening this season. And so I yeah. think they're intentionally probably, you know, trying to lose. But I mean, obviously, what do you, you never know. But, but what do you so. do? Do you move up your do you try and move up your higher pick or try and or and then obviously like your you move up your fourth pick your fifth pick, move it up, maybe get four or three. But then your later pick moves later. Or do you try and bring that later pick closer and move your higher pick like farther back. Like, what do you do? I think realistically, if you're the Giants, you, you're tanking right now. You try and get your own pick as high as possible. You yeah. can't control what the other pick does, but I don't think you try and like trade up or anything. I think you take, you know, those two top 10 picks. I think there's going to be three quarterbacks taken in the top 10 of the draft this year. I don't think the Giants will touch any of them because I believe they have committed to Daniel Jones for next year. Yeah. But there's three really good quarterbacks available in the top 10. So if they want to, you know, 
let's say they have that guy at eight. If you want to take a flyer on one of them at eight, I don't see why you wouldn't, as long as you use like, you know, your third or fourth pick on like a, an area of need. I mean, but I think they have a really good chance to take two, you know, d- difference makers in the top mm-hmm. 10 of that draft. I don't think they touch a quarterback, but there's a lot of really good prospects that are coming up. Um, in this draft and they've got an opportunity you know to take take two of them and that's you know if you're taking two guys in the top 10 of the draft i mean hey that's you know not a bad area um to grab some guys and there's you know um there's a lot of really good offensive linemen that are available and i think that's a really big area of need for them yeah so i think if they can you know grab like a, maybe one of those tackles that's supposed to be you know kind of top five ish and then there's a couple of really good you know edge players as well obviously you got cave on that out of oregon and then as well, there's a guy from Purdue. I'm not, I don't remember his name, but a guy from Purdue that's supposed to be really good. And yeah, that gives you two top 10 picks. I mean, I think any GM would be more than happy to have that, especially to a team that, honestly, if that team's healthy, like they're, they're not terrible. They're, they're, yeah. I think they're better than their record like indicates. Like they've got a good offense. So I think you take two, like fix that offensive line a bit, get a nice little tackle there to kind of, you know, help protect Daniel Jones a bit. And get a difference maker on the defensive side of the ball, and you're on a pretty good, you know, you're you're, you're definitely helping yourself a lot, and you're helping you know turn it around, especially in that division that's kind of open aside from the Cowboys. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay, so let's take a quick look at your teams. Um, so right now, uh, your Dolphins pick, uh, what is this here? Do do do, like late teens, uh, 21. Yeah. So you Our have the 49ers pick, pick is being given the Eagles. Yeah, mm-hmm. we have the 49ers pick that currently sits um, at 21. So right, yeah, yeah. Who, so, who who do you who are you taking if you're uh, if you're the Dolphins GM? Who do you take at 21? Like what kind of not who, but sort of what position are you looking at? I think to me, we still need a, a starting safety aside from Javon Holland, who has been, I think, one of the steals of the draft. So there's a really good safety out of Penn State that I'd like them to look at. I think his name is, I want to say his last name is Brisker. I can't remember the first name. But the other thing is we also really need to uh, rework our offensive line. Yeah. Um, we've had a little bit of a rough go with that. So I'd really like them to either like grab like a guard or a tackle. I know there's a couple. There's a really good guard out of Texas A&M. And I believe there's a, there's a tackle out of Michigan or something. I don't remember exactly. But I think to me, it's you take best you take best player available from that those two positions. Yeah. So a safety or offensive line, um, and then what like you know the need that you don't address there, you go into free agency and you address that need as well. Yeah. And then what about the Cowboys? Cowboys pick at twenty nine right now. This, this, okay, the thing about the Cowboys, man, is honestly like we are like. And like, obviously, I'm obviously I'm biased, but like they are so fucking stacked on both sides of the ball. Like the defense is like we don't need another offensive weapon. Realistically, no, we have too many right now. I think. Um, I mean, I think like the the only thing that worries me um, is Demarcus Lawrence is getting a bit old. So maybe for me, they draft a young edge guy, or they draft an offensive lineman who can you know sit for a bit and kind of learn from that really good offensive line that we have. 
But I think to me, it's either offensive line or it's someone like it's an edge player. Yeah. Uh, because although Demarcus Lawrence has kind of, you know, kind of refound himself this year, he is getting a bit older and we are going to need to, you know, replace a couple guys on the line in the next couple of years. Yeah. So I'm looking at an article right now. So it says Cowboys only have one player graded among pro football focuses, top 95 interior defensive linemen. And that's Carlos Watkins, who's a free agent in March. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. maybe they look up front, right? Maybe you look in, and solidify that D-line, especially if Demarcus yeah. Lawrence is probably not going to – like he's kind of peaking right now. He's probably not going to be uh, at this level again moving forward. Yeah, and I believe they can move his contract off the books for like no loss after 2022, which I see happening. Mm. So yeah, I think the next couple of years is really about solidifying that D-line. Um, the thing is, like, we have a lot of good guys in the D-line. They've just missed so much time with like COVID and injuries. Yeah, so that's kind of been the issue. But like when they're healthy, I mean that D line is just is just stupid. It's like the yeah. middle linebacker squad is great. Our secondary is amazing. I wouldn't mind you know seeing them pay. Obviously, you can never have enough secondary as you've kind of figured out. Yeah, as a Ravens fan this yeah. year. Yeah, so I wouldn't mind seeing them get some death pieces there. Mm-hmm. But for me, yeah, it's really about solidifying that line and then just making sure that you know in the next couple of years we've got a couple of good you know offensive line prospects coming up. Yeah. Um, I think that, like, for Ravens fans, I mean, you guys don't really need anyone. You've just, you've lost so many people. So it's like you're going to be getting, like, you know, six new players back next year just from the injuries. Yeah. But I I do think that you, you know. Um, well, I'll, I'll jump I mean, right out and say the running it. back spot. O- yeah. Offensive line, you know. defensive line. Um, I mean, Derek Wolf, I don't think played at all this year. Calais Campbell's getting older. He's no. had some injury issues. Uh, Brandon Williams mm-hmm. is getting older, like. We need defensive line, but I think first of all, first and foremost, you need offensive line. Um, there's some good guys there. I mean, you got uh, big country, Ben Cleveland. Um, you hope that Ronnie Stanley can come back. I mean, he played one game this year and then had to go back on the IR for another yeah. ankle surgery. Um, yeah. Villanueva hasn't really worked out as you wanted him to. Um, uh, Bradley Bozeman's been awesome. I mean, they moved him back to center where he played at Alabama. Uh, but I think offensive line has to be your first go. Uh, right now we're picking around 16-ish. Um, so I think personally, if I'm uh, if I'm Eric DaCosta, my first round, my first pick, offensive lineman. Like I, I don't think that and that has to happen because you can find defensive linemen on free agency. Uh, but offensive line is something that you need to get, and you can get it cheap, especially when they have to sign Lamar to that huge contract next year. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if, like, do you, I think, I wonder if, like, Ravens kind of management regrets that Orlando Brown trade. I know he's going to command, like, a massive contract, but guys like that, I mean, are kind of few and far between, right? And, I mean, obviously, you got, like, you know, a good prospect back for him, but, man, that's that's been a big loss, I think, for you guys, is, like, he's one of, I think, the best offensive tackles to me in the NFL. Absolutely. And to lose him. He's got a pro bowl. That's definitely tough. He made the pro bowl, but, I mean, like, if I look back to that situation, I mean, you have Ronnie Stanley who's expected to sort of – he's expected to come back and re- regain his spot as, like, one of the top left tackles in the league. Um, you don't really expect him to lose him for the whole year again, right? Uh, but that's obvi- obviously the risk that you take um, coming off of a major injury like he had. Um, so I think it was – and it was yeah, a tough spot. Yeah. He wanted to play left tackle – um, I mean, obviously, hindsight, if they were able to know that Ronnie Stanley wasn't going to play this year, uh, they probably wouldn't have made that trade and would have just moved him over to left tackle, um, and he would have been happy at left tackle. Um, but, I mean, right, hindsight's yeah. always twenty twenty. Of course. I think the thing is, like, Stanley as well, that's two massive injuries in the yeah. space of two years. 
I think you start to get a little worried because he is 27, right? It's not like he's a 23-year-old anymore. Yeah. That's two massive injuries. He is getting, you know, a little bit up there. And I think as a, yeah, if you're the Ravens, you're like, shit, I wonder if he's even going to, you know, be able to come back and like be at that same level ever again. If like he's basically missed the best part of two years. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So that's what I mean. I think you have to go offensive line. Um, I don't know, maybe right side, right tackle. I don't know, but you, you have to go offensive line first pick. Um, that's like our biggest yeah, area. Yeah. Um, you have to give Lamar time um, and you have to give the running backs big holes to run through. Uh, we have talent at the running back position. It's obvious. Um, I mean, J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, uh, Justice Hill, we have talent there. Uh, but when you don't have an offensive line to open up big holes, well, then you know what? Your offensive line, your, your offense isn't going to run as yeah. it did. Yeah, and I mean, Dobbins and Edwards are good, don't get me wrong, but they're not like, you know, that elite level running back thing that can survive, you know, like a, a not good offensive line. Yeah, exactly. They need to have a line there. Like, they're they're good, but they, they need a bit of help. But um, yeah, yeah, I mean, definitely some areas of need for you guys. And I think, you, like, you've seen, like, Lamar got injured, right? Like, yeah. If you don't have those guys up front, your big guys are going to be getting hurt. And I mean, well, you know, when you don't have Lamar, I think that team kind of crumbles. A bit. Absolutely, so, 100%. Um, yeah, definitely. I think it's going to be an exciting, you know, kind of free agency draft period for a lot of teams. There's a lot of teams that are kind of right there, and they just need to get a little bit of help to get over the line. And, um, yeah, I mean, hey, definitely always going to be exciting, as it always is. But, um, yeah, I mean, should we shift into the uh, p- predictions for Week 17? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, the Ravens game that are favorited on my score app, so they show up first. Uh, so, we got the Ravens hosting the Rams. Uh, Rams are three-and-a-half-point favorites, total of 46-and-a-half. I find it interesting that the Rams are only three and a half point favorites. I guess that's because Lamar might be coming back. Yeah, I think that's back, right. That's one of those ones where you kind of take them at that point because it's going to get worse later on. Um, so yeah, definitely. If you're looking at your bets already, I definitely take the Rams early uh, before if Lamar, like right now, right that Vegas is kind of playing. Okay, Lamar might be back, so we'll make it three and a half. Uh, but yeah, I definitely, uh, you're definitely going to those. That'll go up for sure. Yeah, exactly. And um, yeah, I mean, yeah, this game is impossible to predict right now, I think. I'm going to say, oh, actually, you know what? I don't even think the Ravens win, even if Lamar is back. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to say that. Uh, they have allowed 29 points per game through a four-game losing streak. The Rams are on a four-game win streak. Um I just, I don't think, I think Matt Stafford is just going to absolutely pick apart that defense. I mean, Matt Stafford is a very savvy veteran quarterback. He knows, you know, when to take chances, when not to. Um. Yeah, I think that's going to be a really high scoring game. I think like I could see somewhere like thirty five thirty. So I'm going to take the over. But I do think that the Rams just have too many weapons, and the the Ravens just do not have the guys on the back end to stop them. Yeah, you know what? I have to agree with you. Um, that secondary's beat up. They're getting a little bit, little couple of guys back, which is nice. Uh, but yeah, no. Overall, um, I do think the Rams are going to win this game. Uh, I think they might be able to if Lamar plays. This game will be closer. Uh, then people might predict. Uh, but if he's not playing, that three and a half is uh, is easy. Uh, but yeah, the Rams are going to win this one. I think it will be a little high scoring. Uh, I mean, Josh Johnson was able to put up 21 points. Uh, so, I mean, if you get Lamar back or even just Tyler Huntley back, I think that that, uh, that helps that total uh, pretty, uh, pretty easy. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to roll with the Rams. I'm going to roll with the over. Uh, all right, your boys, tough matchup. Uh, going into Tennessee. Uh, Titans are three and a half point favorites, total of 40 and a half. Yeah, this one, this one's tough. I mean, the Titans are six and two at home. Obviously the Dolphins, you know, are the hottest team in the AFC right now. 
And this is uh, Ryan Tannehill's first start. Chiefs have won seven in a row as well. Okay, Actually, well, the Chiefs have won Chiefs. eight in um, a row. They were three and four, and now they're uh, eleven and okay. four. So, well, the Dolphins are the hottest team without a racist name. How about that? <laughs> okay, um, deal. So, <laughs> right, yeah, like I said, Ryan Tannehill's first start against his former team. Um, and yeah, these are two former Bill Belichick assistants going at it, and Mike Vrabel and Brian Flores. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to roll off my Dolphins, man. I mean, seven in a row. I'd be stupid to not continue to take them. There's no Derrick Henry. Um, this Dolphins defense is going to give Tannehill fits. I mean, he's not a throwing quarterback. We've seen that. He's to hand the ball off to Derrick Henry and collect my payday sort of quarterback. <laughs> I do think this game is real close. I think it's going to just squeak over the over, but I'm taking the Dolphins to win a close one, 24 to 21. Okay. Uh, yeah, you know what? I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to roll with the Finns. Um, almost just straight on a momentum uh, perspective. Uh, I mean, the Titans just barely squeak out that win against the Niners on Thursday night. Uh, they lost to the no. Steelers. Uh, they beat the Jags, but everybody beats the Jags. Um, they lost to the Patriots, lost to the Texans. Um, I mean, you know what? Yeah, I've. Uh, but, I mean, they did beat the Rams 28-16. But, uh, no, uh, I'm going to roll the Dolphins here. Uh, I think they're going to keep rolling. Uh, and you're right, Tannehill is uh, a hand off the ball and, and cash my paycheck. So, yeah, I'm going to roll with the Dolphins here. Um, I'm going to roll with the over. I think this game gets pretty high scoring. Uh, but, yeah, I know Derrick Henry definitely hurts the Titans uh, quite a bit, as we've seen all year. Um, yeah. All right, our next game here. This game is uh, not going to be close. Uh, Bills hosting Atlanta. Uh, Bills are 14.5-point favorites. Uh, and a total of 44, and I believe that's our second highest spread uh, this weekend. Yeah. Uh, I feel I with, with these 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 ones with like the double-digit point spreads, I always hate. I never touch those ones. I always feel like 14 points is just too many points. Um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna take that again this week. I think the Falcons will cover the spread. I don't think they'll win, but I do think they'll cover the spread. I think this game, um, you know. I think Josh Allen's going to have a really good time against that Atlanta pass defense, which is pretty much non-existent. Um, I mean, the Falcons have won five games on the road uh, this season, but none of the teams they beat have a winning record, and playing in Buffalo is not like playing anywhere else. So I do think the Bills come away with one and a win, but I do not think that they cover the spread, and I'm not going to be touching that uh, spread as you know, unless it goes down from 14 for sure. Yeah. Yeah, no, I uh, I totally agree. Um, I think the Bills are going to take it to them. Uh, yeah, I, I think that spread's fair. I think that's probably close to what it's going to be. Um, but I wouldn't put any money on that. Um, my buddy, uh, I was talking with one of my buddies there, and he, uh, he uh, sorry, he knew somebody who picked the, uh, the Steelers uh, plus uh, 27 uh, on on this weekend here. And he, he it hit because they lost by 26, so... Uh, it worked out, but yeah, I thought that was hilarious picking a team at plus twenty seven points. Um, <laughs> I just think that's hilarious, but yeah, no, hundred uh, percent. Bills win this game. Uh, I think it's close. I don't. I don't think it's. I think that it's close to that spread, but uh, not close enough for me to bet on it. Uh, so yeah, Bills, and I've got the over. Um, all right, this is our highest spread of the week. Uh, Jaguars going into New England. Mm. Take a guess how favored the Patriots are in this game. I want to say, like, if the Bills are by 14, I want to say the Patriots probably, like, 18, 19? Uh, only 15 and a half. Uh, Pats are okay. 15 and a half point favorites and a total of 41 and a half. See, I don't see them covering that either. No. I think that's just that's too many points. It's yeah. too many points for me to be comfortable with. 
Um, obviously, you got the battle of the rookies, Trevor Lawrence, Mac Jones. Um, I think Jacksonville has like a negative 19 turnover ratio, which yeah. is just like pathetic. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Patriots obviously win this one. I mean, this is just kind of a, you know, you throw this into your parlay as a safe block. Um, but yeah, I, I think this one can be like maybe like a 31 20, that sort of thing. So I'll take the over. But yeah, these these spreads are just they're too much for me. I decided it's too many points. Yeah. Um, see, I'm going to roll the under just because I like that Pat's D's playing really well. Um, and I don't think that the Jags are going to get close enough to cover it. And I think that the Patriots will probably get up pretty early and run the ball. Um, but yeah. And also James Robinson out for the season too. So yeah. That's not helpful. Ruptured anyway. Achilles. Uh, so if you're looking for a running back, uh, the Jags backup running back is available in most leagues, I believe. Um, so yeah, uh, there's an option for you uh, streaming it for your uh, fantasy playoffs. Um, all right. Our next game here. This actually should be half decent. Uh, Raiders uh, going into Indianapolis. Colts are six point favorites. Mm. Total 44 and a half. Yeah. I mean, the the books, I, I was trying to get on this one when I heard that Carson Wentz was out, but the books, unfortunately, at least my book here in Canada, had uh, taken out that game from their betting, which kind of sucks. Um, somehow the Colts found a way to win last week without four starters in their offensive line, um, yeah. which is crazy. I mean, Jonathan Taylor, MVP candidate, obviously, guys, just, you know, kind of built different. Uh, but the Raiders have also, you know, they found ways to win super ugly. Um, they, that Raiders-Broncos game was not was not pretty, but they got it. They found a way to get it done. That's really what it's all about. Um, especially without Car- uh, without Carson Wentz, I'm taking the Raiders in this one. Uh, I think this is an easy, easy, you know, pick for me. Raiders and the over, uh, just because no Carson Wentz, I think it's going to pose a lot of problems. The Raiders basically just have to, you know, they just have to stack the box and may force Sam Elgar to throw. And I just don't know if he can do that. And commit a felony. Um, yeah. <laughs> too. Uh, I'm going to roll the Raiders as well. Carson Wentz is just a huge loss to that team. Um, he's been rolling. He's been wheeling and dealing lately. Uh, but yeah, that COVID, uh, that COVID shutdown for him is going to be tough. Uh, tough to win, especially in a team that's still hunting in the wild card, right? Um, and even hunting for the division as well. Um, they're hoping for a Tennessee loss this week to the Dolphins. So, uh, yeah, I am going to roll the Cole. Uh, I'm going to roll the Raiders. Sorry, uh, but yeah, I think that game's close though. Um, the Raiders just haven't looked um, elite. I don't know, I'm trying to find a better word for it, but the Raiders just haven't looked as good as they were kind of expected to on paper. Um, they're not moving as fast as Henry Ruggs. Uh, but yeah, so uh, I think that I, th- I still think the Raiders are going to. I think the Raiders are still going to squeak this one out. Um, but yeah, I think it's going to be a close game. Uh, another big spread here: Bucks uh, going into the uh, against the Jets uh, at New England or at New York. Sorry, uh, Bucks are thirteen point favorites. Total of forty five and a half. See the the Bucks just they keep losing people, man. Like they just mm. every every week they're losing someone. Um, I think lot. Yeah. Oh man, Mike Evans, Leonard Fournette. Yeah. Yeah, I actually think the spread is fair though, just because the Jets are so fucking bad. They're the Jets. Um, yeah, it's one of the New York yeah, teams. I really think the spread, to say who it is. Yeah, yeah, the spread is probably fair. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously the you know shout out the Jets. They did win last week against the Jags, though. Um, <laughs> I think Antonio Brown and Rob Gronkowski are going to have massive, massive games. Yeah. Um, the Jets defense also allows 141 yards per game rushing, so Ronald Jones is going to have a huge game. Unfortunately for me, I am playing him in uh, our, our league this week in the, in the Super Bowl. So, uh, you know, RIP to me. 
But yeah, I think the Bucks handled this one easily. I think this one is, you know, probably a 20 point win for them. Yeah. Um, and probably they're going to get close to the over just, you know, by themselves. Yeah. Yeah, so I would take the Bucks as well. Uh, I'd actually take them against the spread, right? I think that this game uh, is an absolute blowout. Um, and yeah, I, like you said, I think the Bucks cover the spread pretty much on their own, or uh, cover the total on their own. Uh, so yeah, Bucks over. Uh, I'd take them against the spread as well. Um, all right, divisional game here. This one, uh, this is a big one for you guys. Uh, this is your division. Uh, Eagles in Washington. Washington at home. Eagles are three point favorites. Total forty five and a half. Yeah, I mean, hey, the Eagles did not look good in the first half against the against the Giants, but they found a way to get it done. Uh, I think they continue that momentum this week. I think, you know, this game is an over for me. I feel like division games are usually an over. Yeah. I think Jalen Hurts is going to, you know, have a really good game against, uh, you know, this Washington team who's obviously just coming off, the, you know, that embarrassing, embarrassing loss against the Cowboys. I mean, they just got absolutely blown out of the building. And I just don't, I don't see them playing spoilers. I mean, they're kind of out of the playoffs. The Eagles are, you know, very much in the playoff race. But, um, yeah, watching them last week, I mean, I just don't see that any way that they come back from that and get a dub. Um, and, you know, the Eagles are just going to run the ball on their throat. I mean, obviously, Miles Sanders not playing this week. But Boston Scott and Jordan Howard, I think, are definitely going to have a couple big games. I can see them, honestly, both getting into the end zone. Yeah, I believe uh, Miles Sanders has a broken bone in his hand, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but, yeah, I think that the Eagles are going to win this one. I mean, shout out to Washington. I mean, you sign uh, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Like he's, He had a good year last year. Uh, you're ha- hoping he comes back, but he gets that hip injury. Uh, I think we've probably seen the end of him. I think we've seen the end of Fitzmagic. Um, Taylor Heineke, though, I got to like shout out to him, man. He's been playing really well. Tough situation. Uh, but, yeah, I do believe that the Eagles end up winning this game. I think it's going to be pretty high scoring. Uh, so, yeah, I would roll the Eagles in the over. Um, all right, Hayden, this one's for you, buddy. The Giants going into Chicago. You're, both of your draft picks sitting here. Um, Bears are six-point <laughs> favorites, total of 37.5. Yeah, I mean, a, a rare game where I think the Bears are favored. But, yeah, I mean, they're, they're winning this game. Yeah. I think this is going to be, you know, a really low-scoring, really bad game. Um, I mean, you just cannot take the Giants. They've scored 10 no. points or less in four of their last six games. Yeah. Um, I mean, Matt Nagy's just kind of, you know, riding off into the sunset here with yeah. the, um, you know, with the Bears. So, yeah, definitely a, a tough a, a tough game to watch. I don't think this one is going to be pretty on the eyes. But, hey, we got we to gotta watch them all, right? Um, yeah, the Bears are going to win ugly at home. But I'm not going to be, uh, you know, spending too much of my Sunday watching that one. No. No, I mean, for anybody who watches Red Zone, you're probably not going to see too many highlights of this game. Uh, I think you could probably call them lowlights at this point. Uh, but yeah, uh, Bears win this one. I think they win. I think they beat the spread. I think they get it. I think they win by a touchdown or more. Uh, but I do think this game is going to be very low scoring. I wouldn't be surprised if it's like 7 nothing or some shit like that. Um, yeah, honestly, we can see that too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so then uh, that one's done. Our next one here, our last game of the uh, morning slate, or the 1 o'clock slate, I guess. Um, Chiefs and Bengals. This is uh, this will be a really good one to tune into. I think this is one, this is one my uh, TV is probably going to be glued on. Uh, this one and then yeah. the Dolphins and the Ravens will be the three that I'm probably tuning into most. Uh, Chiefs are five-point favorites. Uh, they're at Cincinnati, and you got a total of 49 and a half. Yeah, I actually can't wait for this game. I think this is going to be the game of the week, no question. Um, I'm yeah, I'm very excited about this game. I think yeah, uh, I want to see the Bengals win just because I'm a big Joe Burrow fan. Um, the guy's an absolute baller. Uh, I just don't see it happening, unfortunately. Um, 
you know, even though they are at home and, you know, if, if this was, you know, in Kansas City, I'd say this is probably a Chiefs blowout. But the one saving grace is that this is in the Cincinnati. But, yeah, I mean, they, they've won eight straight games. They've covered in the last six games. Um, uh, I think this is going to be a, like, a, I think this might be the game of the year, honestly. I yeah. This has the potential to be an absolute, you know, barn burner shootout. I have this one going Chiefs 41, Bengals 35. Ooh. Um, but unfortunately, yeah, I, I think the Chiefs are just going to squeak out. Probably like they did against, you know, I wouldn't even be surprised if this game goes to overtime like they did against the Chargers. Ugh. See, the Bengals can't put together more than two wins in a row. Um, yeah. They can't do it, and they won the last two, and I think that they're going to lose. Oh, well, I know they're going to lose this one. The Chiefs are going to win this one. Uh, but you know what? I think that the Bengals are going to come in there, and I saw some of the reactions about them fucking – Oh, we beat the Ravens. We beat the Ravens. Like, yeah, you beat our fucking practice squad and our third string quarterback. Like, shut the fuck up. I think they're going to go in there, fucking dicks hanging out. And you know what? They're going to get fucking embarrassed. I think the Chiefs absolutely blow them out in this one. Uh, I wouldn't wow. even be surprised if the Chiefs win by two or more touchdowns. Um, I think they blow them out. Easy. Easy. So. That is a bold take. That is a very bold take. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, speaking of uh, of the Chiefs, uh, so the Jags have uh, recently started sending out their um, their request to interview uh, coordinators. Um, I saw that. So some guys on their list here. Uh, Enemy is actually not on their list, uh, but you got Byron Leftwich and Todd Bowles from the Bucks. They're offensive defensive coordinators. Uh, Cowboys offensive coordinator Kellen Moore, defense coordinator Dan Quinn. Uh, Colts defensive coordinator Matt Eberflus, Packers uh, Nathaniel Hackett, um, and Doug Peterson as well are uh, are on their list of who they want to uh, interview. Um, so yeah, I mean, who knows, right? Who knows who goes there? Uh, Dan Quinn, you were one, you were a big advocate for Dan Quinn uh, likely getting yeah. another uh, another head coaching job. I'm yeah. not so sure about it. Just the way that I actually he... see him doing really well with a with a younger team. Well, I could I could actually like I feel like he's a really good fit for that Jags team. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I like to me the first coach I want to see get hired is the enemy. I think he deserves it. But shortly after that, I'd love to see you know. Obviously, as a Cowboys fan, you know I don't want to see him go because he's done wonders with the defense. Yeah. But he's definitely getting one. I mean, it's just it's kind of a matter of where not when. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so, and yeah, unfortunately, he's probably out. But um, yeah, I mean, I think the Bucks probably use one of their lose one of their coordinators as well. Yeah, I think Left. I mean, Bowles has been a head coach before. I don't think Leftwich has. He's a former NFL quarterback, obviously. But um, I could see one of their two coordinators uh, being gone too. So I think there's going to be a lot of jobs to fill um, mm-hmm. in the league this year. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, also, just a side note: about 20 minutes ago, the Panthers announced that Sam Darnold is going to start instead of Cam Newton this week. Um, back. he's back. Uh, so yeah, just uh, seeing ghosts out there, but yeah, he's back. Um, yeah, and no one is scared by that news. No, no, absolutely the, uh, nobody. Panthers players, but um, yeah, Panthers yeah. wide receivers looking at their fantasy teams. Um, yeah, Robbie Anderson's like fuck. Yeah, I know, back right? to being irrelevant. Yeah, that's it. No, I just you know what it reminds me. Of? It reminds me of the scene from The Longest Yard where Brucey goes, huh, "No, I'm never gonna get to play." <laughs> and it's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, literally, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, Anderson's like, well, yeah, I, you know, I put up my touchdowns while he were you were gone. Back yeah. to you, never looking my way. Exactly. Good, good stuff, yeah. uh, all right. So our next game, first game of the afternoon slot here, we got uh, five games because there's no Thursday this week. Uh, Denver going into LA against the Chargers. Uh, Chargers six and a half point favorites. Total of forty five and a half. 
Yeah, I mean, just because it's the Chargers, right? Now that they're, you know, they got embarrassed last week, I'm taking them to to win this week. I mean, obviously, the Broncos are fighting to keep their playoffs hopes alive. Uh, excuse me, playoff hopes alive. Jesus Christ, I butchered that. Um, and this is a division game. They're always good, right? Um, yeah, I mean, the Chargers lost. I mean, yeah, I'm still scratching my head about that one. Yeah. It cost me a lot of money in my parlays. Eckler back this week. Well on that. Yeah. Thing is, Broncos have a top five pass defense. So this game, I think, is going to be really close. And the Chargers are only four and four at home this season. So, Oof. like, it's like it's a complete toss up if they're going to win or not. Yeah. Um, the Broncos did win the first meeting 28 13, but I think the Chargers get a little bit of revenge on them. I'm taking the under, but I'll take the Chargers. Yeah. Um, I got to roll with the Chargers. I have zero faith in uh, in the Broncos. Drew Locke is starting again um, as Teddy Bridgewater is still recovering from that concussion. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I do believe that the Chargers win this game. I think it is going to be lower scoring, uh, even with Eckler back. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to roll with the under as well. Um, all right, our uh, next one here, uh, another big spread here, actually. Uh, Niners hosting Houston. Niners are 12 and a half mm. point favorites and a total of 44. Yeah, well, I mean, hey, the Texans, they, you know, they did their thing last week. They beat the Chargers. Um, and the 49ers lost a very close one to the Titans yeah. there on Thursday. Um, and I, mean, I do Jimmy, believe the Niners... Jimmy G yeah. likely not yeah. playing this week with that thumb injury. Yeah, which is big. Um, but they do get Eli Mitchell back from a knee injury this week. And I think they're just going to keep it simple, just run the ball. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I do think that spread is way too high. I think that's something. Honestly, I might, I might you know... I might hop in there right now, actually, and take Texans at plus 15 because I do think the Texans cover, you know, that very easily. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I think the Niners still find a way to get it done, and I think it's going to be a decently high-scoring game, so I'll take the over. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the Niners win this one. Um, I think Trey, it's Trey Lance time. Uh, what, do you think the, uh, what do you think the Niners do with Jimmy Garoppolo? Is, has he made enough of a case to bring up his trade value to kind of trade him off this year or what? Uh, I think he just he can never stay healthy, man. And also, by the way, the line is now at twelve and a half. So, that's, oh, meh. I don't know I, if I love that, but that's um, what it has on mine. So, yeah, yeah, Bodog has very generous lines, um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't, I don't think so, man. I really don't think so. I don't think he's done enough. I just like he's a game manager, and he just can't stay healthy, so he doesn't really have a lot of value to me to a lot of other teams. So, what do they do with him? Do they trade him? Do they just let him go? I think they just let him go, man. Yeah. I think, you know, they obviously, they, they drafted Trey Lance. They invested him in that. They might try and recoup, you know, like maybe like a, a later round pick for him. Mm. But I think they just let him go and find a new team on his own. Yeah, yeah, I got to agree. He just, like, that's just it. He can't stay healthy. Um, he's having a hard time staying healthy this year. Uh, so, yeah, I'm rolling with, uh, I'm going to take the 49ers. I think it's Trey Lance time in San Francisco. Um, and I'm excited to see that kid play. Um, all right, your boys. We have a good game this week. Um Cardinals going into Dallas. Uh, Cowboys yes, are five and a half point favorites and a total of 51 and a half. Yeah. Well, I mean, hey, Cowboys, legitimate Super Bowl contenders, mm-hmm. finally. Holy shit. It's been a rough couple of years. When was the last but, time we um, said that? Fuck. Right? I mean, Kyler Murray is just trying to get the Cardinals back on track. They've looked absolutely dreadful. I mean, yeah. they're really missing DeAndre Hopkins. They looked really bad in the passing game. Um, Obviously, I mean, the Cardinals beat the Cowboys 38-10 last season in Dallas, but Dak Prescott wasn't even playing, so you can't really hold that against them. Uh, Cowboys win this one. I think this is, like again, another game that comes down to a last-second field goal, but Cowboys win this one 30-27 for me. Uh, so I'll take the over. Yeah, um, I rolled the over and the Cowboys as well, uh, but I would take the Cardinals on the spread because I do agree. I think this game gets pretty close. 
Um, I wouldn't even be surprised if it comes down to like a Cardinals missed field goal uh, to win the game. Um, yeah, they've uh, they haven't looked good. They've uh, they've been slumping. They had a really hot start. Uh, they were undefeated till what like week ten or something. Um, but yeah, I yeah. think the Cowboys are going to come out here and win this game. Um, and I do agree. I do think the Cowboys for the first time in I don't know how many years, but the Cowboys are uh, legitimate Super Bowl contenders uh, this season. Yes, sir. Um, all right. Uh, this one, not many people probably tuning into uh, Detroit and Seattle. Uh, Seattle at home, seven point yeah. favorites, total of 42 and a half. Yeah, that's a stinker. Um, yeah, I mean, the Lions lost another close one in week 16, but they still haven't quit. So shout out to them. <laughs> um, yeah, this game's going to be fucking bad. Seahawks are 30th in total offense per game, Lions are 29th in scoring offense. So this one, I'll take the under. And you know what? Um, I think you probably see this one coming a mile away uh... next, but I'm rolling with the Lions. Uh, I got to get three games back in two weeks, so I got I got to start doing stuff like this. Uh, so I'm taking the Lions to win this. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. Uh, no, I don't think I'll ever pick the Lions to win a game this season. I don't know if I have. I don't know if I will. Uh, I'm gonna roll with the Seahawks. Uh, yeah, I mean they blew that game against Chicago. Uh, big balls on Matt Nagy going for two, go for the win instead of the tie. Yeah, I uh, love to see that, uh, especially when a two point play plays off. Um, John Harbaugh. Yeah, the Ravens could take some notes yeah, from that. So yeah. Maybe they should watch that film. Uh, I mean, you know what? It, I have to say, of all the two-point plays, it's not the play call. It's just the execution. That's all it is. I mean, yep. that Lamar pass 100%. to Mark Andrews, it's kind of off. He drops it. Again, Tyler Huntley, same thing. Like, It's just execution. It's not the play call. You have the right call on. Uh, you just got to be successful. And you know what? I think that if you have a solid O-line and J.K. Dobbins back there, um, I think that you probably get those because now they actually have to legitimately defend the run. Uh, whereas that's not what teams have had to do yeah. against us this year. Yeah, no one's scared of Devontae Freeman. Yeah, exactly. Or Latavius Murray or whoever else is back there. But yeah, uh, but I am going to roll with the Seahawks this week. I think they're going to take down the Lions. Um, our last game of the afternoon slot, divisional game here. Actually, we have three divisional games to close it out. Um, Panthers and Saints. Uh, uh, Saints are at home. Uh, Seven-point favorites and a total of 38-and-a-half. Yeah, this one is... uh, Yeah, this could go anyway. This could go anyway. Man, I I honestly don't know. I've been thinking about this one this morning. I just... I don't know. I mean, I'm... uh, I'm going to take the Panthers. I honestly... I could not tell you why. I really don't know. It's impossible to predict the quarterback situation with either team. I mean, it's it's two teams that are just kind of looking to get to the end of this year and press the reset button, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm taking. I don't know why, man. But I'm I'm taking the Panthers. Um, I'm taking the over, just mostly because I I feel like I just I need to do that in order to get those three picks back. <laughs> I mean, sorry, but I gotta take the Panthers as well. Um, oh, you motherfucker! I know. I just don't know who's starting. <laughs> okay, fuck it. it. I'm taking the Saints. I'm taking the Saints. <laughs> right. Fuck it. I'm taking the Saints. I just don't know who is gonna play quarterback. Um. I mean, at least we know a little bit with um, uh, what Sam Darnold. At least you know what you're going to get a little bit. It's not great, but you at least know what you're going to get. Um, and I think that quarterback situation just kind of breaks the tie for me. Um, it just depends who's playing. Uh, you and I can uh, flip-flop this one back and forth all week um, until we find out who the Saints are actually going to play uh, at quarterback. Because if it's Ian Book, uh, my hopes are not high. I am not optimistic for, for <laughs> Ian Book. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to roll the Panthers. I'm going to roll the under, though. Um, I mean, I just I think this game is going to be low scoring. I know divisional games aren't usually, uh, but yeah, I do think this game ends up pretty low scoring. 
Um, all right, Sunday night, Packers and Vikings. Packers are six and a half point favorites and a total of 47 wow. at Lambeau Field. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the Vikings are the last team to beat Green Bay at Lambeau Field in the regular season, which is kind of crazy. Um, Dalvin Cook is back, right? Yeah, is that, he is. is he, he was activated off the COVID list yeah. today. Yeah, so the Packers have been kind of, you know, living, living a life a little bit dangerous um, in their last five games. They're allowing 28.8 points per game, which is not a recipe for success. Um, and that's why I'm going to be taking the Vikings to win this wow. game. I think the Vikings, again, I think this is a, is a very, very close game. But I do think the Vikings, you know, maybe have the Packers number a bit. I think their recipe is just going to be, you know, block, give the ball to Dalvin Cook. And I don't know if the Packers are going to be able to consistently stop them. So I'm taking Dalvin Cook to have a huge game and the Vikings to win. Uh, see, I'm going to take the Packers. Uh, Jair Alexander is activated off the IR, so he's likely going to be back this week. Uh, no Adam Thielen, so you basically got that matchup of Justin Jefferson versus Jair Alexander. Um, and I think that uh, Alexander wins this matchup, so I'm going to take the Packers. Uh, probably not against the spread, though. I think that this game will be close. Um, the way the Packers kind of let the Browns claw themselves back into that game last week. Uh, but yeah, I am going to roll with the Packers in this one. Um, I'm going to roll with the over. I think it's high scoring, but a close result. Um, all right, Monday night, AFC North battle here. Um, Cleveland going into Pittsburgh. Um, Browns are three point favorites and a total of 41. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't think this is going to be a good game. Um, I mean, obviously, the Browns ended the Steelers' season in the AFC wildcard round last year. And they have a chance to end their season again. And I think they're going to take it. Um, this is, you know, both teams that they need to win this game. There's just no, there's no kind of, you know, two ways about it. Yeah. But I think that Nick Chubb is going to just run all over the Steelers, you know, absolutely dreadful run defense. And that's going to be the difference. I think this game is probably, I'll take, uh, I think this one is going to be right on the edge. I'm just going to roll over just because, you know, that is our theme here. I always yeah. take the over. But, yeah, I mean, Nick Trump's going to be the difference in this game for me. Um, and I don't think the Steelers are going to, you know, be able to pull that, you know, rabbit out of their hat this week. Yeah, you know what? I got to agree. I think we're going to see uh, the second last game of Big Ben in Pittsburgh. Um, I'm not sure. I'm actually just curious to see. Yeah, they're away next week. They're in Baltimore. Um, so I think we're going to see Big Ben's last uh, home game in Pittsburgh. Um, I think he's done after this year. Um, he's been playing terrible. The team's been playing terrible. Uh, Najee Harris has kind of been their one sort of bright light on that team. Uh, but I do think that they need to make some, uh, some big changes in Pittsburgh. Uh, I am going to roll with the Browns. I don't like it. I think it'll be close. Um, I'd probably take Pittsburgh on that spread. Uh, cause I think this is like a one or two point game. Uh, but I do have to roll with the Browns here. I think that they're, I think I like Nick Chubb, uh, to have a big game. Um, and maybe even Jarvis Landry too, hopefully. Uh, but yeah, uh, I got to roll with the Browns for this one, and I'm going to roll the over as well. Uh, I think this is a high-scoring one, but uh, very close to that spread. I think that's, that's it for the week. Eh? Yeah, that's that's it. Game? That's Monday night, and then uh, we're on to week 18, Jeez. where they're all on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, we're so close to it being all done. I know. Oh, man. I know. What are we going to do? We're actually going to have to I talk to our know, girlfriends. Man. Right, literally, you're actually going to have to socially interact with someone as opposed to having our fucking snouts and bet three six five forty hours a week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's going to be going to be rough. Have to brush up on our social skills, yeah. but um, <laughs> uh, what can we do? I mean, hey, I'm just happy my Cowboys. You know, they're 
confirmed in the playoffs, the Dolphins have a good chance. When you're playing meaningful football in December, I mean, December and January, you can't complain. It's been yeah. a good year. So, um, it could be, hey, your boys still have a chance. Giants. Well, I mean, you'd have to pick a different team, but uh, yeah. yeah I mean, <laughs> you boys still got a chance, man. I mean, you win out and you, you're yeah. giving yourself a chance. So, as long as you win, I mean, all you got to do is win. Yeah. That's all you control. So, yeah, exactly. So, never know. yeah, exactly. You just never know, right? So, fingers crossed. Hopefully, Lamar gets back this week. Um, yeah, I don't know. Detroit Lions, I'm counting on you. I need, I need you to come through for me this week. You've been kind of <laughs> fucking me all year, but I need you. I need you more than ever. So uh, yeah. I got two weeks to make up three games. Yeah. I mean, hey, we have three different ones position. this week. This we could be tied going into the last. I week. could. Vikings Saints this, this Lions either had the potential to tie us, or I could be six back, which is just. I mean, I'd have to start, you know, picking like the Jags, the Jets, the Texans. Yeah, so I don't want to be in that position. But, yeah. yeah, no, you never want to be in that position. No, but hey, I mean, and just before we go, should you should you tell the boys about the fucking juicy parlay you hit this week? Oh yeah, so I had a couple close ones, uh, but uh, the juiciest parlay. Uh, felt real good about it on, uh, this was Thursday? No, it was, uh, oh, Saturday night. That's what it was. Um, Devontae, yeah, it was Christmas Day. It was a nice little Christmas day. Yeah, absolutely. Devontae Adams touchdown, Nick Chubb touchdown, no overtime, score in the last two minutes. Packers first to 10, Devontae Adams over 88 and a half. I mean, I was a little worried about that Packers first to 10 because the Browns went up 6 nothing real quick. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, that was close. Um, and then Devontae Adams had 88 yards in the first half alone. Um, so I wasn't worried about that. But yeah, that was uh, that was close. That was, uh, But it was a nice juicy parlay. Uh, 25 turned to 237. So uh, yeah, I mean, what can you say? I had a bunch of I close ones, mad about man. that. So many close ones. Like uh, one wrong. Me too. Uh, the yeah. Bengals game, I needed one more interception from Josh Johnson. And a Jamar Chase touchdown couldn't come through. Um, I had everything right in Washington, Dallas, just didn't have CD lamb score. Um, so yeah, I mean, a couple of really close ones and then the Chargers fucked my parlay. Uh, so I mean, what can you do? Right. Oh, and then the dolphins yesterday, all I needed was Kamara to score a touchdown. He couldn't even put that one up. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, they couldn't even move the ball. So yeah, that one, yeah, Kamara fucked me last, uh, was that last night? Uh, a couple of days ago. Yeah. You fucked me on that one too. I thought for sure they'd just be running the ball with them. And for some reason, they just tried to keep putting the ball in Ian Book's hands, which just was not working. And Sean Payton just, you know, just couldn't seem to, you know, pivot. But um, hey, it happens. But hey, yeah, you're being your best, your your bankroll for the rest of the year is pretty much uh, good. Now you got that two hundred bucks sitting in your account. Yeah, absolutely. Get a little bit crazy with the parlay. Yeah, start going a little big here. Go big or go home. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, fuck yeah. All right, boys. Well, unfortunately, we got no football tomorrow, so we got to wait till Sunday. Yeah, which is, I feel like it's it should that's wrong. It's, it's a crime, wrong especially when levels. we got so spoiled. We got so spoiled with like Tuesday, I Thursday, know. Saturday. We had back to back Saturdays. Like, uh, but I mean, uh, we got college football yeah. coming up this week too. Uh, national championship semis on Saturday. No, Friday, Friday. Friday's New Year's Eve, right? I'm not losing. Yeah, my mind. and there's, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. as soon as we hop off this, I'm going to be turning on one of the bowl games that's on right now. So we definitely have football to watch. It's not the same, but hey, yeah, football is football. Beggars can't be choosers, right? Yeah, and we're almost done with the season, so we got to get our fix in while we can. Exactly. Exactly. Well, hey, I mean, I'm going to be my eyes are going to be glued on this Lions game this week, so uh, <laughs> I might be the only one in North America, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> I might be the only one watching. Let's fucking go, baby. Let's fucking go. <laughs> Yeah. All right, boys. All right. Well, we will catch you next week. 
everyone stay safe. I mean, this new fucking COVID variant is just going crazy. So please stay safe. I uh, hope you enjoyed Christmas and yeah, you're going to have a great start to your 2022 yeah. and we will catch you uh, next, next year. Next year. Uh-huh, so funny. Uh-huh. <laughs> you're that douchebag that does that. <laughs> See you, See next, you next year. year. <laughs> uh, I saw a good, uh, I saw shit. a good one about All a guy right. taking a shit at midnight and he says, same shit, new year. Uh, yeah, there we go. Yeah. I mean, not going to be going out for new year. So that might be how I have to entertain myself. Yeah, exactly. All right. All right, buddy. Yeah. Catch you next week. I would say good luck this week, but you're in the third place game. So, right. I mean, who gives a shit? No one cares about that. Hey, I need good luck in my uh, last place game there. So, <laughs> yeah, true. true. All right. Good luck about yeah. Cheers. All right. Catch you next week. Bye.